Good morning. It's Nancy Rommelman coming to you from Chinatown, New York City. It is 7.30 on Sunday morning. I'm a little behind on, uh, on um, getting this recorded for you, but I know what I'm going to talk about, uh, so I feel confident it will be posted at the usual time, 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern time. I am at the moment, besides drinking some coffee, I am waiting for a COVID test um, that I'm doing a home test because that's that's what we do in 2023. And um, someone I'm very close to just did come down with COVID. So um, we'll see. I don't think I am. I, I took a test yesterday in my car, sitting uh, in my car in Salisbury, Connecticut. It was negative. But let's just make sure since I have things to do this week. Um, but this morning... I'm going to take you back to 1990, and we're going to talk about guacamole. But first, I'm going to tell you how I got this guacamole recipe. So in 1990, I lived in Hollywood. I lived on a street called Holly Drive. Holly Drive is the street that you take if you're going up to, or one of the ways you can get there, going up to the Hollywood Reservoir, which is a beautiful place to walk around, though I think they closed it a number of years ago for some reason. And I don't think it was just COVID. I can't remember why they're always closing reservoirs um, under some this or that danger. Anyway, it was a very nice street. I lived there with Tim, my ex, uh, and his son, who was 10 at the time or about to be 10, and with my little baby girl who was born in 1989. So I didn't have very many friends who'd had children. Like I'd actually had one friend who'd had a child who lived in Los Angeles. Um, we were in our twenties. It just wasn't kind of the thing that people were doing at that age, at least with our cohorts, um, who would start about five or six years later. Anyway, actually that's not true. I did know a couple of women that had had babies, but they weren't really my friends. They were like friends of a friend. And I remember in summer 1990 um, going to the home of one of them. And she lived in a nicer, kind of a more posh area that I did. She was also the daughter of a pretty famous movie star. I knew her. She was nice. I didn't really know her very well. Friend of a friend. And she had a pool. And so I went over there with my baby. And there were some other gals there, most of them without children. And she had her baby. And I remember she was um, she was talking about how she had grown, had a little garden and had grown some peas and had pureed the peas. And that was what she was feeding her daughter. And as she was telling me this, I was feeding my daughter Tava these um, little chicken franks that came in a little jar, baby jar, baby food jar, which she absolutely loved. And I remember getting a kind of horrified look from the woman who'd grown and pureed the peas. But anyway, I, our kids all turned out fine. I presume, in any case, I really didn't know um, anyone. And it wasn't that I was lonely or anything for friends with babies. I had my, my essentially my husband and Tim and the two kids, and I was reading scripts for a living. I would, um, back in the day, I'm, I'm sure they still do this in some form, um, people write scripts. Oh boy, do people write scripts in Hollywood. And um, somebody's got to read these scripts before they get recommended. Let's say, I remember back in the day, it was like Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was like the huge star. And so they would really want to get their script to Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts at the time was represented by ICM, International Creative Management. I don't even think that 
agency exists anymore. It does in some other form. It might be Endeavor or something. In any case, um, they would give the script to a reader. That would be me, or they had a, like a stable of readers. And you're not you're not on salary. You're you're working. It's piecework. So you would get $35 for a script or $45 for an overnight. Um, and I would wheel Tava in her little ratty aqua baby stroller, aqua-colored baby stroller to ICM, which was on Beverly Boulevard at the time, and wheel it through the halls. And I'd go to where the reader's area was. It was just it was part of the offices. And i uh, pick up about four or five scripts. And I was fast. I could do two a day. And just FYI, this is basically how I became a journalist. I I was I learned to write fast. Um, not that I'm particularly fast as a journalist, but in any case, um, and I was home doing that for work. And my life was very content. I loved being a mom. I loved being a young mom. And however, I used to see these young women about my age pushing baby strollers past the house. I saw them. I don't know, two or three times, right around the same time in the afternoon, around 3.30, 4 o'clock, they'd be talking, and I saw them out the window like two or three times, and I realized I really wanted to get to know them. I just I wanted to meet some other girls my age who had babies or just some other girls my age, period. So I don't exactly remember, but I must have gone out and said, hi, I have a baby too. Or maybe I just <laughs> ran her out, ran her down the driveway. Um, well, it turned out this were, um, it was Kim and Patty, and they lived literally down the street, half a block, like right around the bend. I was just a little higher up the street toward the reservoir. And they're like, yeah, oh, hi. They were, first of all, instantly wonderfully, wonderfully nice. And... Um, they said, yeah, we walk the kids every day at this time, so come. So that became the ritual instantly. Every single day, I mean, I'm sure we missed a day or two, um, and it's obviously the weather's nice in Los Angeles most of the time. Um, we would push the girls uh, up the street. We wouldn't go all the way up to the reservoir because that's a, I guess we did a few times, but it's, that's pretty long. And what you're doing now, you're not like my my street was it was starting to go uphill into the hills but then we would go up and we would make the turn and then we would go up and you're going up these little Hollywood Hill streets that if you haven't seen them yourself they're small and windy and you kind of kind of got to look out because you there's no real view around any bend but the girls were almost all the same age um Kim's daughter was born September 89 Tava was born October 89 and then Sydney, who was younger, she was, I would say she was born sometime in the spring. So she was about five months younger. I, I don't remember exactly when Sydney was born. Um, but they would, you know, babble at each other or just look around. One of the best things we used to do, or so sweet, was there's wild fennel that grows uh, in Hollywood all over the place. Fennel, I'm sure everybody knows what fennel is. If you don't, it looks like, kind of looks like celery, but it tastes like anise or black licorice, but very, very lightly. We would rip off the stalks of fennel and give them to the babies to teeth on, and they loved it. That was super fun. In any case, so Patty, who was Sydney's mom, was a hairstylist, and she worked. I don't exactly know where she worked, but I'm sure she kind of did our hair at some point. And Kim was a designer, and uh, and, and she sewed, and she did pretty well. I mean, she 
she would work at home and she would sell to different stores, different pieces, uh, women's clothing mostly. Um, not, she wasn't, she didn't make it in bulk or anything like that, but she would sell some stuff. She had her name and her little line, but what she started to do is she started to make baby clothes or like toddler clothes. I had 20 outfits that she made for Tavi and she used to make them all with like these little super cute little hats. It was it was a really, really, really sweet time. Um, I lived with Tim in that house, and there were two other houses on the property. Um, well, originally, the big back house on the property was by the owner. His name was Dave. Now, I have some stories to tell about this, but you know what? They're too long, and they're not going to fit in there, but I am going to put a link to uh for for people that don't know i serialized a book last year here on the make more pie substack um and there's a chapter called meet the neighbors and it <laughs> goes through all of the neighbors i had living in los angeles um then they are pretty amazing because you have to remember who comes to Los Angeles. People come to Los Angeles to, to, to achieve their absolutely unachievable dreams, except some do achieve these crazy unachievable dreams. You also have a lot of Scientologists, or at least I wound up living next door to a lot of Scientologists. And you also have just destructive people. It's just, I I do miss LA. I, I love Los Angeles. Um, I, was glad to leave Los Angeles. Um, I'm glad to, I'm really glad to live back in New York City, but it it's definitely, for my money, probably the best place to write from. You will never, ever, ever run out of stories. And I'm very grateful to the city, really, essentially, for, for giving me my career. I mean, you, you should thank Los Angeles. That, that's why I'm sitting here with you now. Uh, in any case, the house I lived in had a big side yard. And in that yard was an enormous, and when I say enormous, I mean, oh, I don't know, 40 feet, maybe, old avocado tree. We're here today talking about guacamole, by the way, if I didn't mention that at the top. So this tree was really big. Now, that's great. You have all these avocados, but there was no way to pick these avocados because they didn't start growing until they were about 20 feet high. So what you would do is the avocados would fall off the tree and we would, we would pick them up and we would use them. But that doesn't seem very practical uh, if you want to just wait till they go smush on the ground. So let's get to who these, these gals were, were with. Uh, so none of us were officially married, uh, I don't think. Um, no, uh, Winston, um, Patty was married to Winston. Winston was a drummer. I don't... I'm sorry to say, I don't remember exactly what uh, Winston did. Kim was married to a drummer named Charlie Quintana. Charlie Quintana is a very famous drummer. Um, he, uh, he was from El Paso. Uh, he was Mexican. He never had a job in his life, he told me, except for one day delivering flowers. And then his band, uh, were they the Cruzados, um, became successful. And that's all he did. And he drummed with Bob Dylan and he formed some other bands and he was with, um, oh, another that I'm forgetting, really famous. Sorry about that. Anyway, Charlie worked. Charlie was a working drummer and he was home a lot, um, but he was also be on the road a lot. 
So Charlie also was an excellent cook. This boy could cook. And Kim, on the other hand, she didn't really like to cook. She was also super, super slender. They used to call us uh, Slim Kim, Auntie Nancy, and Chatty Patty. And that kind of fit. Um, In any case, it was now about, I'm going to say October. And I decided, so the girls were now, uh, they would have turned about one. Yeah. One, Tavo and Christy would have been one. And Charlie's like, look, you want? You said you want to have a big Christmas party, which I did. I wanted to have a nice big Christmas party. He's like, let's get some avocados now. Let's get them out of the tree now. I'm like, two months? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, trust me. So we got a ladder and we went up and we picked about two or three uh, paper grocery bags of avocados. Not up to the top, but like halfway, third of the way. They were hard as rocks, but they were big. And we put them in the bags and just, you know, curled over the bags. He's like, they're going to be ready for the Christmas party. Okay, we left it at that. Um, what else do I want to tell you about? Oh, I can tell you one thing about Charlie and Kim. Um, it was now, it would be now 1992. And uh, Tim and I were out in the yard with Tavi. And... Uh, Charlie and Kim drove up in this very, very nice car, which was not their car. I, I might add here, none of us had any money, okay? We, we were all just kind of scraping by. Sure, you know, Charlie worked and Tim was doing the occasional TV or movie thing and I was reading scripts. Let me tell you, no, there was no fast road to riches here. We were often extremely broke. And um, Tim and Charlie drive up, if I recall, in this extremely nice Volvo, like, Fancy, fancy, new. And I'm like, we're like, hi. And they're both dressed to the nines. And they get out of the car and they look at us and they said, we just got married. And they had just gotten, gone down, rented a car and gotten some clothes and gone down to City Hall and got married, which was very, very sweet. Um, that was the same year Tim and I split up. In any case, we did all go our separate ways. It's what happens to young people when you're in your 20s or I guess Tim was in his early 30s at that point and... Life gets hard in different ways and you go your separate ways. But anybody who's been here knows, as my daughter says, no, you and daddy just stayed BFFs and we did. And I miss them every day. Um, in any case, so now it is the time to make the, to make the guacamole. Charlie Quintana is going to make guacamole for the party. And we open up the avocados and they are perfect. I mean, I'm sure some weren't, or maybe even some were still hard, but we have got now, oh, I don't know, 80, 100 avocados. And he made guacamole, which I'd had because he'd made it before, and it was spectacular. And it is the guacamole I use to this day. Um, and, oh God, I'm getting almost choked up here. At the time, so when Tim and I split, Tim stayed in LA and I moved to a different house um, in Silver Lake. Uh, Kim and Charlie moved up to Vancouver, Canada, where Kim was from and, and where she still lives. And so I did go and visit them I, once. Charlie actually wasn't there um, the year after they moved. So they moved in 1992. I went and visited them. I went and visited Tavi and I went and visited Kim and Christy in 1993. So it's 30 years ago. But I said to Kim or to Charlie at one point after they'd gone, I was like, I 
I need that guacamole recipe. And he faxed it to me. I'm looking at a piece of paper, which I'm going to try to put in the show notes, which I will put in the show notes. It says facsimile cover page. Sent to me when I lived in my, my new house, but there's a fax number there. I'm going to read it to you. It'll be in the show notes, but you're going to get a little bit of Charlie here. Uh, yo, Nancy, good to hear from you. Glad you're doing well. Here's the stuff. Go back to your old house and steal five avocados. One large yellow onion chopped, not too fine. 10 to 12 Roma tomatoes of same, um, of same, same or other tomatoes, seeded, chopped, again, not too fine. One bunch of cilantro chopped, juice of five or six limes, four to five tomatillos husked, washed, and chopped fine. Eight to 10 jalapeno peppers, seeded and chopped. You can adjust the heat factor by leaving some of the seeds in. Historical footnote, when we were kids, my dad never let us use rubber gloves to handle the chiles. In fact, for fun, after we chopped the chilies, we would rub our eyes and crotches and run around screaming in pain for a good half hour. Those days long gone. Anyway, mix the tomatoes, chiles, cilantro, tomatillos, onion, and lime juice together and toss well, adding plenty, that's in caps, of salt and fresh ground pepper. After that is done, cut the avocados in half lengthwise and discard the pit. Some people add pits at the end to keep it from turning brown, but I think the lime juice does the trick just fine. Also, the pits break your chips and encourage double dipping. Holding the avocado in one hand, a knife in the other, cut deep lines first lengthwise, then crosswise, making little cubes that are easy to be scooped out with a spoon and added to the rest of the stuff. Mix and serve. Two notes on variations. One, you can add a little chipotle, chipotle pepper, chopped fine, for a little smokier flavor. Two, I'll look the other way if you want to add some garlic, but first be aware that what you have made is now called wapamole and should be uh, is now wapamole and should be called that, or the federales will come busting down your door. Let me know how it turns out. See ya, Charlie. So, of course, as it goes with recipes, I do it a little bit differently. Um, I don't like tomatoes and guacamole, so I leave those out. Uh, I yeah, sometimes I add the tomatillos if I feel like it, but to me they don't add a whole lot. Um, I've also never noticed that he said to add pepper. Um, but all I got to tell you, it's a beautiful and very, very easy guacamole recipe. I will type out um, the way I do it, basically the same. Um, sometimes I mash the garlic first because I like it. I might not like it in cubes. I like it a little creamier. And then I add the other stuff. And of course, it's super, super simple to uh, just adjust to your taste. Um, I make it pretty frequently. Uh, nobody seems to complain. Um, and there's, oh, there's going to be video here. There's video here because I made a little video making it when I was in La Paz a couple of years ago with the family. Uh, and so you can see, uh, you can see how it's made. It's very, very simple. So a couple of notes, uh, Charlie, uh, he, Charlie died three or four years ago. Um, I'm really not in touch with Kim that often, but occasionally we do on social media and she did let me know. Um, that Charlie had died. Uh, he was living in Mexico in the time. I don't know exactly uh, how. I think it had been a bit of a um, a heart-rending situation from what I understood from Kim. And as people who listen to this know, Tim died. Tim died in 2019 with me and the family. Um, we were with him. I'm not going to leave this on a on too somber a note because incredibly, now this is this is true, I decided to read um, 
read this, uh, talk about guacamole with you uh, last week at the end of last week. And just last night, I got a little Twitter message or a little, somebody tagged me on Twitter and it was Kim saying, Christine Quintana is going to be in New York City reading her play. She's an award-winning playwright. And that day is tomorrow. And I'm going to go see her. I haven't seen Christy in 30 years. And um, full circle. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you.